What is up, everyone? Dalton here. Before we hop into this episode, I just have a couple quick announcements. First off, thank you for tuning in. The support on the podcast so far has been amazing. We're super excited about the community that we're building here with Move Local. So we cannot wait to continue to grow and meet more amazing people. If you guys aren't following us on Instagram, head over there and follow us, move.local, as well as sign up for our newsletter if you want to make sure that you don't miss out on any new releases of episodes, of merchandise, of exciting news that we have coming up for the Move Local community. Head over there, sign up so you do not miss out. You can find that in the bio on Instagram or in the show notes below of this episode. And then lastly, guys, if you've liked or took value from any one of our episodes so far, please head over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you consume your podcast. Subscribe to Move Local and drop us a review and a rating. It really helps our podcast grow. It helps us get good feedback from you guys, what you want to hear more of, what you want us to improve on, so that we can continue to provide you with the best content possible and grow this amazing community. That is all I have for today. Enjoy this episode of Move Local. Welcome to the Move Local podcast. Our mission is to connect the movers and shakers of the Dundas and Hamilton area who pride themselves on growing a healthier and more connected community. We will do this through having conversations around health, education, entrepreneurship, and much more. We want to be part of helping you move confident, move free, and move local. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Move Local podcast brought to you by The Movement. My name is Dalton, and I am doing this episode solo today, but I'm super excited about our guest. We have Reed Burroughs on the show. He's a trail runner. He's a writer. He's a lover of coffee. Um, I'm super excited to have him on the show to talk about you know his journey and all the cool stuff that he is uh, doing now. So, Reed, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to uh, get this thing going. Yeah, this is uh, when, when when I first reached out, I didn't realize that you were that you were no longer in the the Hamilton area, but I know you spent a great deal of time here, so um, I'm sure you can you can relate to a lot of the stuff that goes on. Yeah, yeah. So I uh, in February, I I quit my job and I I went down to Arizona for a good stint of uh, training and. Then I came back, packed up all my stuff, um, and I planned on heading back to Arizona. And I was held up at the border because I, they thought I might be a really good illegal immigrant. <laughs> and I've been, uh, I've been just chilling in New Brunswick at my parents' house while I get everything ironed out. Nice, yeah. Um, and I guess it, it makes sense to, st- to start there. You're at your parents' house now, back home. Um, one thing I wanted to dive into was um, it seems like, you know, sport and specifically like endurance sports has been a big part of your life. Um, I love to dive into like, you know, when that started, what kind of drew you to, to the endurance world and, and then just walk through the kind of pursuit that you've taken along the, uh, the years. Yeah, so I uh, I grew up in a small town of Grand Bay Westfield, New Brunswick. It's about 4,000 people. That's where I am right now. I'm actually in my childhood room right now while we record this. That's cool. And um, yeah, I just, my brother got into swimming really young and I wanted to be like my big brother. So I started swimming and I realized pretty fast I was good, but I was never going to be world-class in the pool. And my parents were doing Ironmans at the time and my mom had had pretty good success at it and I just 
got into triathlons when I was like 15 years old and it was my life. I traveled to Arizona um, for training camps and I really didn't spend a lot of time in New Brunswick and my coaches and my school were all very accommodating with my race and travel schedule. And yeah, I had the good fortune of racing in Brazil, Mexico, all over the States and Canada. Just, I was really trying to pursue the Olympic dream. Um, I, I wasn't super close, but I, I got a lot of really cool opportunities and I got to train with a fair amount of Olympians and um, some of which I still talk to on a pretty regular basis. And yeah, it was just, it was an awesome part of my life. Um, and that, that chapter kind of closed in about 2017. I, uh, I had the best nationals of my life. I think I was sixth or seventh at senior nationals. And uh, I just decided to walk away uh, a little before the race. Um, just, I wasn't enjoying the 30 hour training weeks anymore. And when you're waking up at five in the morning to go to the pool and it's cold and winter and you have to scrape ice off your car to get to the pool and then jump into a cold pool for two hours every morning, it starts to, to really eat away at you if you don't enjoy it. Did you like in the middle of like when you started, right. And then obviously you, I'm assuming you started to realize like, okay, I have some, some skills in this and I can do well. Was there en- enjoyment in those moments? Yeah. And like, I actually, I missed like Sunday coffee ride where we'd go out for three and a half hours on our bikes and stop for coffee. And it was really a social opportunity. And, um, I think I missed just like hanging out with the boys. Like, I think that's like the best way of putting it. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of the same reason a lot of people golf. That's how I found triathlon. It was just like, you always had a good core group of three or four people that you just fed off of on those tough days. And some days you'd be carrying them and some days they'd be carrying you. And it's just like, I miss those bonds. I just, I haven't, I haven't really given myself the opportunity to have that in in trail running yet. And, and I, re- I do genuinely miss that. Yeah. And when you decided like to walk away, that that's obviously a big decision. Like, was that, that's something you thought about a lot? Was it something you just were like, woke up and you're like, all right, I, I've just kind of had enough. I'm going to make the decision now. Or what, what was that process like? It, it was a conversation with a, a teammate that just noticed I wasn't all there anymore. And I'm just an all in person. So when I am checked out, people start noticing. Mm. Um, and it's, yeah, it's, it's been a great quality to have for endurance sport. But when it comes to like life and relationships and jobs, it's, it makes my life pretty hard because when I do check out, I'm just, I'm just not interested anymore. And people can really read me mm. because I wear my heart on my, on my sleeve. Yeah. And I mean, that's probably the sign where you need to start transitioning to to something else and I know you've done you know a couple different transitions since then but when you um when you decided to leave triathlon was that like the next step into to running was that where that transition went or was there other things that you picked up on there is a bit of a a rocky in between um which like if anyone's read the article that I wrote for Canadian running um that was that period of time I mean, when you're training 30 hours a week and you don't really have a social life, 
you only have your teammates. Um, I kind of, I isolated myself almost intentionally. I just, I needed to step away from the sport. It was just too much for me. But all of those really good friendships that I formed and everything were, were left behind. So I just, I was really lost. I, I wasn't enjoying university. Like I was going to McMaster at the time and switching programs all the time. And I just, I wasn't in a great relationship and I was just looking for something to bring me joy. And I found the trails. I, I found the Bruce trail actually, cause I was living in, in Waterdown at the time. And I just started hopping on the Bruce trail and it's like, wow, like I just feel at peace with all of the, all of the, the issues I've been dealing with. Like they just didn't feel so significant when I was out on the trails. I just felt like this tiny little being just moving through the trails and all of my problems no longer existed. Yeah. Yeah. And I know you've spoken, obviously you, you referenced the, uh, the article, which was a wonderfully written article. I, I read it, um, couple of days ago before the, the podcast. And, um, obviously mental health is something that you've, you've struggled with, um, in that like moment of time, was that when you first started to realize that that was something that was part of, of your life? And then obviously it sounds like maybe the trails was something that could help manage that or, or was, was there other ways that you, you helped to, uh, to manage with the, with the mental health issues? Um, so I, I think I've spoken relatively openly about this, but I, I saw a psychologist right away that helped a lot. I was on medication um, for probably a year and a half. And I really needed it at the time to just to sort through what I was going through. Uh, I'm no longer seeing anyone or on medication anymore. But I think, I think that's an important part to mention about my story. Like it was a tool that I really needed. And I don't know if I'd be here if I didn't use both of those resources. And then I got into a uh, like journaling and it's when I bought my really expensive coffee set up and <laughs> I just I started um I started just making sure I was looking out for myself and it's actually one of the reasons I quit my job in February I started to recognize some of the early signs that I hadn't noticed the first time around and no one in my life knew including my parents no one really knew that I was starting to feel as though I might be going down that path again. Hmm. And then one day I, uh, I heard myself quit on a FaceTime call with my parents. I heard myself quit the job and I just, I, uh, I hung up the call and I sent in my, my resignation that day. Yeah. I'm glad you mentioned like um, the fact that you access like help from a psychologist and, and medication. Cause I, I do think that sometimes that gets like brushed over and, you know, I think exercise and running and like other things that bring you journaling and all that is very, very important for helping, helping people through those things. But um, you know, there's nothing wrong with going and seeking help and there's nothing wrong with using medication to help improve those situations. And I think sometimes that can be like, I don't know if looked down upon is the right word, but like you, you, you have people look at it maybe in a different light. Um, just with, with all the information that we have now about how exercise can be helpful and how journaling can be helpful. But, um, I'm, I'm super glad that you, that you brought that up. Yeah. Well, thank you. I think it's a, I think it's an important part to share because like, I, I never thought as though I'd have to be on medication for the rest of my life, but I did 
I knew I needed it at the time. And I think it's part of the reason why I'm, I'm still alive, to be frank. Like, and I think that's an, an important part to really share. And I don't know if every article I've written or every podcast that I've been on has really, like, I don't know if I've emphasized that, but it, it was a very, very important part of my, my journey. When um when you talked about that trip uh to Arizona with your with your dad in the article, was that like how how much into running were you at that point? Was that like into your running career specific like were you deep into it at that point or yeah, so I, I wasn't really racing yet. Um but I was I was uh I was training for a hundred miler, but I, I didn't know that I was gonna be talented at it. Um like I, I thought hey this is kind of cool I feel good when I'm doing it I can get away from all my life stresses when I'm out here and uh yeah I just I started getting really obsessed with the Coconino Cowboys which are based in Flagstaff and uh I just wanted to to get away from everything I was dealing with and I I went to Arizona and just I think I ran like 200 kilometers that week when I was there and just had a blast and hopped into the Grand Canyon and it was just, it was exactly what I needed at the time. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. And I know like, um, outside of, of running, like writing is something that's important to you. Is that, is that like, again, is that new with this recent transition away from your past job? Have you always been, been writing inspired by writing? I actually found it during my, my darkest moments. Um, I just started journaling actually on Strava. I started writing just how I was feeling on the day. And I was really honest, mm. um, like brutally honest. I've read some of the stuff and it makes me tear up today if I read it. And I people just were, they started to resonate with it. And I, I didn't, I wasn't doing it for them. Like I was doing it because it, like every time I wrote something, it just, it felt less heavy on, on me. So I, I just, I was doing it every day for a good chunk of time, like three or four months. And I was running 200 kilometer a week. So everyone was watching my training at the time. So it was, I just had a lot of eyes on it and, and people would reach out to me. And it was just incredible, like how freeing it felt to know that I wasn't alone. And it helped people realize that I wasn't just, this kid that came from triathlon and started crushing the trails. Like I have a human story and it's one of the reasons I was, I am connected with my main sponsor, Merrill was through, uh, through all of this. That's how it all began was people just started to see that and they got on board with that when I had like a hundred followers on Instagram or something. And yeah, it's uh, I guess the rest is history. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's uh I think it's important for people if they feel up to it and open to, to sharing publicly like that. I think it's so important because you don't realize how many people are dealing with something similar um, and can really relate to the words that you put out or the podcast that you put out or the thoughts that you put out. It can be really, um, can be really helpful to, to, a to a lot of people. Um, so I find that that's cool that that was like your transition into it. And now it seems like it's, more of what you're doing um day to day yeah yeah 100 percent. even um for me rob, rob Cryer had written a lot a lot of articles and been 
featured in a lot of articles about depression and he's from Hamilton. Like he, he went to school in Westdale and I, I would read and watch, like I, I have the uh, depressions documentary that he did uh, running into the Canyon Yeah, saved on my laptop. And I have probably watched it a hundred, a hundred times. Um, just it, it was really important for me to understand that fast people go through hard, hard things too. Yeah. yeah. Um, same with Jim Longley. Like he's dealt with depression and I think realizing like, Hey, all of these people are human was really important to me. So I've kind of tried to almost emulate that and just make that a part of who I am as an elite athlete. Yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful. I think that's how, how it works, right. Just keeps kind of passing down and influencing more people and who knows who's the next person's going to get influenced by like some of your stories. So, um, I love that. Uh, the one thing I wanted to, to ask you about is like, you know, it seems like you've, you've taken like a leap into things, like whether it's like going from triathlon to, to running and then running to, you know, leaving your job and all, all there's, there's lots of like leaps into the unknown. How is that process for you? Like, how do you work through that to be able to take that leap? Cause I think it's something that a lot of people, wrestle with I know I've wrestled with it before and been through it so I'd be curious to hear your experience with it um I just I have a profound belief in myself and I've I've worked really hard to get there with the journaling and with seeing psychologists and and all of the work that I've done over the years I've just I truly believe that I'm on the right path and I think that's important. If you're going to take a leap of faith, if you're going to quit your job, if you're going to start a new business, I think you just have to really know, like, is this really what I want to do? And for me, this is so much me and so much what I want to do that it is scary. Um, when I came, when I, when I did canyons in April and as like, the, the field just kept getting more and more stocked as the race came closer. And I ended up 25th overall. Uh, I was the 20th man. And uh, that was like a lot of self-debt crept in after that because it was, it was like, am, am I really cut out to do this full time if I'm coming 20th and not even a pretty competitive race, but not the most competitive race in even North America? Um and I think just figuring out like where's that debt stemming from and and just going back to I do truly believe that I can do this. And the other thing that's been really helpful for me is realizing that my story is uh, as valuable or more valuable than my results. So it's not just about running fast for me. And that's how Meryl sees me and anyone else that I would want to align with that's how I'd want them to see me so that if I do get injured they understand that going out in nature and uh, connecting with the community wherever I am um, like I was just back in Hamilton I did a group run yeah. there um, and then I'm doing some some stuff here in St. John as well uh, like I've done talks in both communities and, and coffee which is another passion of mine and um I think just continuing to to touch on on me and just what I believe in, like that that's what allows me to just take these leaps. And it, it's scary. Like I it doesn't keep me up at night, but it is scary. 
Um, but the other thing is the worst thing that can happen is I go back and I get a real job. Um, yeah. Like I just spent the last year or whenever my money dries up or I don't get the results. Like I spent a good chunk of my time pursuing my dream. And the only regret I would ever have is if I didn't go and pursue it. Yeah. I think you hit on something like super important. Um, you know, I think a lot of times just with, with the internet and social media, we see just obviously little snippets and they see like this, you pursuing being like trying to go full-time into running, but what they don't see is all the work it takes to be able to feel like you're ready to do something like that. Like you mentioned, like journaling and trying to figure out what I'm assuming is like what you want out of life and who you are and what you stand for. Like, um, that requires a lot of effort and a lot of work by the individual to even put yourself in a position to try and make that choice to take that leap. And I think it's important to mention that because I think sometimes that gets a little bit lost. And I think people can feel almost like in a helpless spot where they're like, oh, I could never do that. But in reality, like you can, if you take the time and put the effort in and really sit down to do the work, to figure it out, to put yourself in a position to, to take that that risk or that leap. Um, so I thought that that was super important to mention. Yeah. And I, I think understanding that it's going to be really hard and there's going to be some times where you are going to doubt yourself. I, I think that's really important too. Like for me, the, the marketing stuff is, is really difficult. Like uh, outreach to companies and, and stuff that I've been doing a lot of that in the past few weeks, just trying to prepare myself for 2023 and that's been really hard. It, it, it makes me uncomfortable um, because I, I don't necessarily think I'm one of the best people in the world yet. And I, I do want to be there. And I, I put that out there with when I'm approaching these companies that I want to be one of the best trail runners in the world, but I'm not there yet. And uh, it's hard to, to sell a future version of myself when I'm not even 100% sure if I believe that I'm there. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting. But the cool part is, I think, is you know who you are and what what why you're doing it. And you kind of mentioned it. There's like a bigger purpose than just the result. And I do think that there's a lot of companies and brands and people out there that align with that specifically and would want to back someone like that. Now, obviously, I think you have to be successful um, as well, which it sounds like you're on the path to doing that. But I think people really align with like the person and the story and what you stand for. And people are going to get behind that and, and support you. And you probably will garner even like a bigger following because of that, because people can relate to you and they relate to what you stand for and believe in versus like you only care about being number one, which you care about that. I can tell it sounds like, yeah. like obviously you do, but at the same time you have something that's bigger than yourself, which I think is also another important quality to like pursuing purposeful things um, in your life. Yeah. I think getting more people on the trails is probably like my biggest, yeah. And like, I, I love seeing people on the trails. Like when I go for a run and I only see one or two people on the trails, that it's not, it, it, it makes me sad almost. <laughs> like why, why is there not be more people out here exploring and experiencing what I get to experience? Yeah. Yeah. Great. Um, you know, speaking of, of racing and being competitive, I know you have, uh, the JFK, like 50 miler coming up, correct? Yeah. Um, how, how has the training been for that? How are you feeling, you know, heading into, to that race? 
Yeah, it's been um, it's been strange. I I came off a hundred miler on uh, I raced on September sixteenth out in Colorado, and it's just been hard. Like that was a really good race, and uh, it's been hard to figure out what my body's gonna feel like on a day to day basis. Um, sometimes I go and I go to do a workout and I feel really flat, and then other days I I feel like a million bucks and. Uh, I haven't been able to figure out exactly what makes um, those days unique to each other. And so, yeah, I'm just really focusing on recovery. The mileage isn't as high as it's been in the past. Um, so, yeah, I'm just, I'm really relying on the fitness from before and just, I'm kind of sharpening the sword, so to speak, and, and just doing some speed work and, and some faster tempo runs that are, just making me feel good. Um, I had a good, bad week of training last week. This week's been really good so far. So it's the timing. It seems like it's uh, going to be going to be timed perfectly. So um, hopefully, hopefully things go well on race day. Uh, fortunately, I did it last year, so I, I know the course and I know what I did wrong last year. So I, I think that's pretty big. And yeah, the biggest thing is I just want to walk away proud of myself um last year i i don't feel as though i i put my best foot forward like when things got hard i think i kind of gave in to the the demons and this time i i just i don't want to feel that way and uh yeah my entire season of 2022 i feel as though i did everything i could um in my racing and i, I think and in my training actually and i think when you feel that way, it makes whatever the result is a lot easier to handle. Totally. Yeah. Um, you know, speaking of like the demons or the dark place, like something I wanted to ask you about as a, I'm actually running my first 50 K, um, next week after nice. recording this podcast. So I'm, I'm always interested in hearing people who have done ultras and, you know, hundred milers, 50 milers, like when it comes to like the mental side of things and you're going, you know, a little bit into those darker spots, like what, what are some ways that you manage that? Because I feel that's such a big part of the success of a race sometimes. Um, so the last race, I've never done this before, but everyone who wished me good luck, I wrote their name on a piece of paper and I carried it with me for the entire hundred miles. So I think like when things got tough, I was able to tap into this. Like you have hundreds of people, like I remember the list and it, it just seemed bigger than it was when I was getting the messages. Once I actually started writing down the names. And I think that's really important is just realizing how many people believe in you outside of just you. Hmm. And then I think something that's really important is understanding that it's going to be really hard. Um, I think a lot of people go out of their way to try and make things comfortable in life. And ultra running is not easy. It's, it's going to be hard. It's going to be tough. And there's going to be a good chunk of time of that race where you really don't want to be out there doing it. And it's just knowing that that time is going to come, but it will pass. So it's preparing for the worst things to happen, for your stomach to go, for your legs to cramp up, for you to just feel mentally not in it. It's important to just know that those things are going to come and that you, you will get out of it 
and you will get to the other side of it and things will start feeling good again and then they might start feeling bad again and just preparing your brain and your body mentally to know that it will suck but it's not always going to suck and you're going to feel really good by finishing whatever it is you set out to do and getting through that tough time is just it's type two fun right it's when you're out there it might be miserable but when you finally finish you're just going to feel so accomplished and it's important to realize like I don't don't know for Colorado for example I knew the night was going to be hard I don't like running at night it scares me I, I don't like the dark yeah same and I just yeah and I just prepared myself for that I just knew the night is going to be difficult but you know it's going to be difficult. Don't try and pretend like it's going to be rainbows and unicorns. Know that it's going to be hard and you're not going to want to do it. But there's so much on the other side of that that just feels so good that it's important to push through those tough times. Yeah, I love the uh, I love the name thing. That's super cool that you did that. I like that idea. Um, and then I agree with you. I think the one thing I've learned from, and I'm fairly new to running within the last three years and, and even more new to uh to the trails and starting to do some ultra stuff. And I've done other like in physical endeavors before. And the one thing that I think ultra running and running in general has taught me is like, you have to accept that, that what you're talking about is going to happen. And once you can make peace with it, it's super freeing almost, which is similar to, to, to life in a sense where you're almost accepting the uncertainty of things. And it's almost more peaceful when you accept that the uncertainty is going to be there in life. So I think there's a lot of like parallels to those um, two things. Uh, Just listening to you talk about kind of accepting the fact that you're going to experience some, some dark times on the, on the trails. Yeah. I mean, it's important to control what you can control and uh, realize that there's a lot in this world and in running that you can't control. And if you try and control it, you're, you're not going to be able to live a very happy life. That's all I can say. Cause mm-hmm. I, that that's probably what really led me down to depression in the grand scheme of things was trying to control a lot of aspects of my life that I had no control over. Yeah. Um, is this the last race of 2022 for you? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually, I, it's, it's weird for me to say this cause I'm running full time and I've run, uh, I think next, next week I'll crack 6,000 kilometers so far this year. And crazy. I can't wait to, uh, to have a couple of drinks and not think about running for two weeks after JFK. It's just been like, yeah, just thinking a lot about food and not drinking alcohol and, and thinking about going to bed early and waking up late. Like I sleep almost 12 hours a night and my feet are up. I'm not socializing. It's, it's a, it's a hard life, but it's the life I chose and the life I really want, Mm. but it is, nice when you can finally shut that down for a little bit before I start gearing up for 2023. Yeah. What, um, what are you most excited about for next year? Um, just fully like if all things go well, I should be based out of the, out of the States, either Arizona or Colorado. And, um, I'm just excited to, to not win races because I think you can only learn so much by winning local races. And, and I just, I want, I want next year to be an opportunity to race internationally and, um, 
and yeah, just, just get my ass kicked and, and see and learn, learn from it. Um, I, I think that's going to be a really valuable thing for me. And, and my goals are just, my goals in the sport are so big that I'm not, I'm not going to be able to do what I want to do without going and racing basically only big races from here on out and unless they're shorter kind of prep races and I happen to be in a, in a spot where it just makes sense with my training. Yeah. No, that's cool. It sounds like next year will be a big, uh, big growth year for you. Like really throwing yourself in there. Yeah. Yeah. So it'll be like, even just what I've seen this year, um, in my results, how they've progressed since April to now. Um, it's yeah, I'm just excited to, uh, to see what I can do in the next few years. And, uh, yeah, I'm just aligning my life so that I can be the best version of myself. And yeah, I, I don't know where that's going to, where that's going to bring me. And I don't really want to publicize exactly what gets me out of bed in the morning yet. Um, it's fair enough. But yeah. It's, uh, Western States is kind of the main, the main driver. And I, uh, I've told a few people exactly what, what that means, but, um, yeah, I want to do pretty well there in the next, it's basically a five-year plan. I love it. That's awesome, man. Um, I want to transition into, uh, some rapid fire questions here and, and we'll keep them to local to Hamilton. Cause I know you spent some time here. So, yeah, uh, I know you're a big coffee guy. So what would be like your favorite local coffee shop? Um, okay. So I'll give you two answers on this one. Uh, detour for the, the donuts and the coffee. Okay. I like that they're handmade and never the same. And then uh, I have to give a shout out to my buddy that owns a few shops in Oakville. I uh, I worked there for a bit, but it's called Verada Central. Okay. And it's just, it's all Colombian. He works directly with the farmers and I think the coffee is the best. Um, yeah. And I, but I, I also worked there and it's where I learned how to roast coffee too, which is pretty cool. Oh yeah. So you're real deep in the, in the coffee game. Yeah. I got the coffee. I got the portafilter oh, tattoo. Yeah. This guy's tatted. Yeah, for sure. I love it. Um, I'll have to check that place out in Oakville. I've never, I've never been there before. Obviously detour, uh, is like, we're like right across the street from detour here at, at, yeah. uh, at the movement. So I, I frequent detour, um, but I'll have to try out the other spot. Um, yeah, it's pretty good. Okay. Favorite, uh, favorite local brewery then uh i think merit like i've been there a few times and they they do they do a good stout yeah they're solid they got they got like good vibes too in that in that place yeah, yeah. um okay what would be what would be like your favorite local trail to run around here i would say anywhere on the bruce trail like anywhere i can hop on um i mean i fell in love with trail running right at the back door of like the walmart up by um it's a great spot by yeah. water down and uh it's super rocky and it just it's a, it's a lot of fun it's yeah. beautiful um what would be uh this is always a tough question because there's probably multiple but what what are one of your favorite local restaurants around here oh, earth, earth to table and yeah down. that was that was quick man no no hesitation there i thought about that question because <laughs> I knew you did rapid fire questions and yeah, yeah. there's one up in Guelph too. And I was kind of living in between Guelph and Hamilton. So I would frequent both. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what is like, so you're, you're in like the middle of like a 
ultra race, you're, you're in a dark place. You need some nutrition. Like what, what's your go-to? Like, what are you like just so happy to consume? If I can have a sip of coffee in the middle of a race, it does a lot for me. Um, sometimes it's, it's Red Bull. Like I really like the taste of Red Bull and it's obviously got the caffeine too. Um, but a hot coffee, there's been a few times in a hundred milers that I've, I've had the, the good fortune of having a couple sips and uh, it feels so comforting because I just love coffee so much. Yeah. Do you think it's more just because it's such a joy for you? It just like yeah. reignites your soul a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> I love it. Um, this has probably changed over the years for you, but like swim, bike, or run, if you had to pick one right now, I mean, I'm assuming you're going to pick running, but anyway, swim, bike, or run. Uh, I'd say run, but believe it or not, running was my worst of the three sports when I was doing triathlon. I've, I've come a long way. Were you more, were you like a swimmer? Was your swimming like one of the best ones? Yeah. I I was strong, a strong, strong biker. It's where I made all my moves in triathlon. And I was a decent swimmer because I grew up swimming and then I'd get to the run and my legs would be like bricks. It's funny how things change, right? Yeah. (laughs) Um, last question I like to ask everyone is, uh, you know, what does move local mean to you? Uh, it means like getting out on the trails and exploring. I think a lot of people don't realize what's in their backyard. So I, I would just encourage anyone to just get out and explore. And yeah, it's, um, it's amazing what's within a five kilometer radius of your house. And in Hamilton, just the waterfalls and everything. It doesn't really matter where you're listening to this from, but in Hamilton, just there's probably a waterfall within a 10 minute drive from your house that you've never even seen or heard of. And, and a lot of times they're pretty close to the trailheads too. And, and you can, it's not like you have to go for a 10 kilometer hike to get there. You can yeah. get there in 500 meters and yeah, there's just, there's beauty all around us. If you actually just open up your eyes. Yeah, man. I, I second that. Like I, uh, I, I'm new to Hamilton within the last two years and Don, my business partner spends so much time in the trails and I was started running on the road. And then he, he'd be like, man, you got to come in the trails. You got to come in the trails. And I was like pushing it off and pushing it off. And then finally I, I dove in and like, ever since doing that, I'm like, Oh man, there's no way I would ever go back. Like I love running on the road too, but like, there's something special, like you say about the trails and this area specifically, like we're super lucky with the beauty. Like I've been running in the Valley a lot, like the last couple of weeks, just getting ready for this race. And it's like, so beautiful in there. You don't realize, um, yeah, you don't realize the beauty of it until you, you get in there and spend some time. Yeah. And it's, again, it's just in the middle of a city center. Like, yeah. So cool. Yeah. Well, Reed, thanks so much for your time, man. This was a, this was a great conversation. Um, I'd love for you to leave where people can like follow you, support you um, with everything that you're doing. Yeah. I mean, if you, if you own a company and I, I seem to, uh, to speak what you're, uh, what you're all about and, and reaching out to me on, on Instagram, I, my email's right there too, or uh, you can follow me on Strava. That's a good way to support me too. And I'm just Reed Burroughs on everything. I used to be Reed Runs Fire, but I, uh, yeah, I dropped, I dropped that and I'm just Reed Burroughs now and everything just to make it simple because I am a lot more than just a guy who runs fire. Love it. Yeah. 
Awesome. Yeah. Reed, thanks so much guys. Make sure you go check out, um, you know, his Instagram and all that stuff, give him some support and best of luck with the race coming up. Um, I'll be following along and look forward to seeing, uh, seeing what you do. Thanks. I appreciate it.